0: I'm going to be preaching from John chapter 14 near the beginning but uh, before I start that I want to talk about a little story this this bloke was walking along and he wasn't watching where he was going and he fell into a pit and he twisted his ankle when he landed pretty badly couldn't stand on it he tried to climb the walls but he tried, tried trouble balancing on one foot and he kept sliding down so he tried to kind of dig a way out with his hands, but didn't really get anywhere. Um, just made a mess. Finally, someone reaches down when he calls for help. And he's safe, it's very like a fella. Um, could have been in real trouble down there. And I find that we are in a similar predicament as humans. Humanity has fallen into sin, and it seems as though we are powerless to escape certainly by our own means. So praise God that he sent his son to lift us out. John 14. uh, From verse 5, just a short little scripture, verse 5, 6 and 7. Thomas said to him, Lord, we don't know where you are going, so how can we know the way? This is just as Jesus is about to depart. He's been resurrected and he's off home. Jesus answered, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you really knew me, you would know my Father as well. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. Jesus calls himself the way, the truth, and the life, which is probably the most succinct explanation of the gospel I have ever come across. Let me explain. Firstly, he says he is the way. We have this problem called sin, and sin has cut us off from God. It tends to be what it does, it's in rebellion of God. The prophet Isaiah chastised Israel Your sins have hidden his face from you so that he will not hear. This is a real problem if you're trying to pray. and everyone has sinned there is no one righteous no not one not even one everyone has turned away and gone their own way everyone has decided well this is this is my way of doing things but there is hope there is hope there is a way forward there is a way to restoration Christ is the way. He took the sins of the whole world upon Himself so that all may come. The curtain is torn in the temple, the sin barrier is down, the gate is open. We are no longer separated from the Father. Those who have faith in Jesus, and by faith I mean those who believe He is who He claims to be, you know those if you truly know me, you will know that my Father as well, for you do know him and you have seen him if you have seen Jesus. That's Jesus' own claim, a claim that cost him his life. We can now approach the Father with confidence, knowing that we will not be condemned. For Christ was condemned for us. Now instead of hiding his face from us so that he cannot hear us, instead he makes his face shine upon us. He hears our prayers, and indeed the prayers of a righteous person avail much. Thus, those who know Jesus also know the Father, for one leads to the other. How good is it to know that we will not be condemned, but instead we are saved. And the way we are saved is through the death and resurrection of Christ Jesus. His blood has atoned for our sin. That means that we are at one with God now. By this We are no longer classified as sinners, but rather we are made righteous through faith in him. Now, when I say that, I don't mean that, you know, we don't sin. I mean that our sins are no longer counted against us. From a legal perspective, we are no longer sinners. Instead, we are sons of God, and more than that, friends. We are reunited with our Father in heaven, and are marked with the seal of the Holy Spirit. He is the way and he is the truth. And the truth is we cannot do this on our own. Now there are plenty of religions and gurus out there that teach earning salvation. You can spin a Buddhist prayer wheel. You can do penance. Help old ladies chop wood. Or you know whatever whatever the leader of your movement tells you to do. You know, there are there are religions and, and cults out there that use door knocking as a point system. That's why the Jehovah's Witnesses are so irritating. They're earning points. There are people out there that say, if you're basically good, then that's what counts. A little, bit of, uh, a little bit of darkness in there is okay, so long as it's mostly light. So long as you're happy, that's what really counts. But that's not the way that it works. Those ways are as useless as a man with a twisted ankle trying to dig his way out of a pit. The fact is that sin is a crime that has been committed against God and there must therefore be a penalty. As David writes in one of his Psalms, Only against you, Lord, have I sinned. For even when we sin against each other, we offend God in the process. After all, are we not made in the image of God? Therefore, anything that offends that image is likely to offend here that the image is of. If you graffiti a photograph of me, I'm going to get upset about it. A crime has been committed and a penalty must be paid. Christ has taken that penalty for us. He has paid it. He took our death ...on that cross so that we can take on his life. Our guilt is absolved. Our shame evaporated. If we are not guilty of anything, we have nothing to be ashamed of. Therefore, he has taken our shame. But more than this, he has taken the very corruptness of our nature... Our natural bias towards evil. And He has dealt with that as well. We have this problem where we just can't get out of our own way. You know, it's, it, it reminds me of a, a funny little prayer I heard a while ago. You probably have heard it. Lord, I thank You that today I have not sinned and I have not done anything wrong, but the alarm is about to go off and I have to get out of bed. And after that, I'll need your help. Temptation proves irresistible. Indeed, if temptation was easy to resist, it wouldn't really be temptation, would it? If we could ignore it, there wouldn't be any power to it. Christ's death does for us what we cannot do. He reaches into our lives, into our situation... Comes to earth as a human to grant us salvation from our sins. At just the right time, Christ died for the ungodly, which at one point was me, at one point was all of us, and for many of our neighbours is right now. Christ died for everyone. So we are no longer prisoners. We are no longer chained to our basest desires. The truth is that that we are not only sinners, but we were powerless sinners. And once we recognise that, we are able to put ego to one side and ask Christ for his help. That is the only way. It might hurt our pride, but the alternative is death and destruction. First in this life and then the next. Christ is the way and that is the truth. He is the way, the truth and the life. Christ's death is not just a one-off event. In one sense it is. It was a historical moment in time where one died for all and for all time and for all sin. But it's also an ongoing thing. Jesus says, if anyone should come after me, he must take his cross up daily and follow. Every day we are called to take up the cross. That which crucifies the sinful nature and puts it to death. Every day. Every day we walk the way of salvation. Every day he leads us along the paths of righteousness for his sake. Every day we repent of any sins that we are aware of and ask the Holy Spirit to reveal any we may have missed. Okay? It's, about, it's about spiritual hygiene, really. You have a shower every day. If you clean your body that often, why not clean your spirit as often as well? Because we do have a natural bias towards evil, but we also have a means of correction. So that when we do begin to veer off course, we can say, no, this is the way. This is the way I will live. In line with Christ. In line with God. I will have his heart. Because Christ not only died for us, And he not only died as us, but instead he also lives in us and through us. Which is a bit what Pete was getting at in his communion. It's no good the death of Christ just being a historical event. It has to be an impact today. And it has that power. That we express love towards one another. That we encourage one another. That we lift each other up. Because this is the life that we have been predestined towards in Christ. A life of righteousness expressed through acts of love. And what is love? Love is kind. It goes out of its way for other people. Love is patient. It bites its tongue when you really want to rip someone's head off. Okay? It's not self-seeking. It's not all judgy. Instead it's gracious. This life is lived through the Holy Spirit. We've been marked with that seal. He's been placed in our hearts. And the natural fruit of that is peace, patience, kindness, self control. You know the list. Look up Galatians 5 if you need a refresher. This is the life the life in abundance, the life everlasting the life of one who is in Christ and Christ is in. Salvation isn't just a one-off event and then we do, you know, whatever. Jesus died for my sins and I'll carry on with my life. Some people take it that way but they're going to end up in trouble. If not now, then later. We were saved for a purpose to live holy, righteous lives pleasing to God And beneficial to one another. To this end he has given the Spirit to correct our bias towards evil, so now we have a bias towards good. And this is the way that I look at it. We are born with a voice that tempts us towards evil. The devil's at our shoulder from day one. But with the Holy Spirit we have someone who drags us the other way. We actually have freedom to choose because now there is a choice. The devil might not shut up, although there will be a day. There will be a day and you can live in hope of that. He will be chained up, stuck in the bottom of the abyss and he can just sit there in his jocks and weep. But he might not shut up today. But the Holy Spirit won't either. He is good and he is faithful. God is. He is. He will finish what he has begun. He will not give up the work that he has started in any one of us. But he will carry it on to perfect completion. Repentance isn't an event so much as a continual attitude. It's the idea that, no, I will not turn my back on God. But I will face the light. And I will walk into the light. And I may stumble. And I may trip. And I may occasionally fall. But I am facing the right direction. And when I get up, I'll be going again. And if I can't walk, I'll crawl. And if I can't crawl, I'll slide on my belly, dragging me across with my fingernails. I will get there. I am the way, the truth and the life is possibly the most succinct description of the gospel. Jesus Christ is the way to the Father, and he is the way of salvation. Indeed, none may approach the Father but through him. He is the truth, and that truth will set you free. The truth is that we are in desperate need of help, that we need saving from our own human nature. And the truth is that salvation comes through Christ alone doesn't come through sex, doesn't come through drugs and medication, it doesn't come through wealth and the apparent security that brings until the economy crashes and then you're in trouble. It doesn't come through any other means but through Christ alone. His blood washes away sin. His spirit empowers our lives and gives us hope. The truth is, there is no other name under heaven by which people must be saved. He is the life, the new life for a new creation. Freed by the blood of Christ and empowered by the Holy Spirit, there is nothing to stop us being holy, righteous people, living lives of compassion and love. Though we may stuff up from time to time, all it takes is prayer to correct our course, adjust our focus once more upon the prize that awaits for us in glory heavenward. Ask yourself, what is the best good that you could do today? Don't wait, just be the best good that could be today. What is the most loving thing you could do today to anyone, to someone, to everyone? Don't wait for the ideal conditions. Don't wait for the perfect moment. The perfect moment is now. So let us focus on that prize that awaits us heavenwards and let us run that race well so that he that is the way, the truth and the life might give us our due reward. Thank you. Thanks for listening to a Wattle City Church podcast. If you download the Anchor podcast app and type Wattle City Church into the search engine, you can listen to more and great podcasts from Wattle City Church. Thanks.